to the International House of Horrors. Valued guests, and welcome back to the International House of Horrors, your sanctuary of spooky for all things terrible, horrible, gory, bloody, and the macabre. I am one of your curators here at the House of Horrors, Joe Merle, and I'm the other one. I'm Josh. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm still um, I'm still in the process of of waking up. You know, with um, for those of you who might not know, uh, Josh is in Germany. I am in Michigan, and sometimes we. Uh, you know, we got to figure things out with the timing of the show. There's been times where Josh has come on super late. It'll be like midnight his time when we're starting. But today it is my turn to come at a an un, uh, unique hour. I almost said an ungodly hour, but a very unique hour. Uh, but it's still very, very dark outside. The The sun has yet to even break over the horizon. But So I'm a little bit sleepy, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I got up a little bit. I got a coffee. I got a... Iced iced coffee, so I, I'm ready to go there. Um, but other than yeah. that, I'm good, man. It's uh, I got my my in laws are up for they were up for the weekend, and then my mother in law is going to be staying with us for a week, and one of Shana's friends is coming up from Ohio to spend some time with the baby. So it's nice to have family and friends around. I always enjoy that. Yeah. I, I'm I'm from a big family, so there was always always a lot of people in the house, and that's the, a comfort zone for me in a lot of ways. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been. It's. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good as well. You. You just got up. Basically, I already had half a day in, uh, in front of me. I went to two flea markets uh, this morning because one was really small. They had like ten. 10 stands yeah and so i went to a second one and there i actually they had just bought a few movies they, they always have these there's there's always these these people with like big just boxes full of movies and they always have like these these great offers like one uh one blu-ray three euros buy a 10 for 25 so that's each uh 250 and so i of course had to do that <laughs> nice and, and did you get anything um now but even before we get into that it, so would you how how big do flea markets get in germany i mean is it a big like pastime because around here a lot of people on on weekends you know they'll travel and go to these huge flea markets do you guys have that or does it tend to be smaller than well it's we're in a smaller uh, smaller part of the country so usually these are pretty small there's like usually well i i don't know what you see as a big flea market so uh yeah. but like we we have this one uh, around here that's like the biggest in the in the um in the west of germany and that's like i, I went there you could go uh, walk over that for like 4 hours oh uh, okay yes yeah, so still find big. new stuff yes yeah, so that's pretty big <laughs> We we get yep. a lot of those. Those they'll, they'll use like the the state fairgrounds and just have these monster monster <laughs> flea markets, which are always a lot of fun. You can always get. Um, it's weird because as a kid, we would always get like weird uh, like knockoff weapons. They'd have like <laughs> nunchucks and uh, like ninja stars, like throwing stars, and you know really cheaply made swords, all kinds of. And as kids, we thought that was the coolest thing ever. Now you go back and look at it, and they're just <laughs> selling you trash. They yeah. really are like taking things out of the dumpster and selling it to you. But there are always the cool, you know, movies. Um, actually, I, the when I was a a teenager, I went to a flea market, a, a real big flea market, and found a a bootleg copy of Halloween Six, the producer's cut, 
which I, I, I seriously at the time felt like I was some kind of awesome badass. Like I was a, I was a rebel. I had this, you know, bootleg movie. <laughs> And nobody could, uh, yeah. Nobody could, nobody could stop me after that. But uh, so, what what movies did you pick up? Did you pick up? Uh, today? Well, mostly non horror stuff. Like I, I actually, well, I, I finally got, uh, which I'm really excited about. I finally got a copy of Dog Tooth. Oh, nice. So that's uh, yeah. that, that's always cool. I I finally can watch it. I have only seen that once, and that was in a German dub. So I'm really excited to see a normal version of that movie, as far as you can say normal to that right. movie at all. Uh, then one I just got uh, bought because I wanted to fill uh, the, the ten movies, and um, it's by the director of Juon, um, and it's called Shock Labyrinth. Have you heard of that? No. Well, actually, it's called Shock Labyrinth 3D. Yeah. <laughs> and no. it's it's Japanese, so it's uh, I have never heard of it. And Juon is for maybe for someone who doesn't know is the Grudge. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's the Grudge. Yeah, exactly. the, the, and he also the, made the American remake, so yeah. he made the Grudge as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he did both. <laughs> but that's uh, so. Now, uh, where do all these movies come from? Like, where are people? I getting... have no idea. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is like this, this is like I'm. I I don't probably like some movie store that's like. Uh, well, th these are mostly used, so I I have really no idea where they exactly get them. Often it's like. Uh, for a long time, it's like rental places uh, who shut down and then just try to get rid of everything. Oh, yeah. But like this, I, I don't know. This looks like maybe they fell off a truck. I don't know. <laughs> I like to, in my mind, I see a bunch of people using old like World War II hidden, like, hidden tunnels. <laughs> And like all over underneath Germany, scurrying around with backpacks full of full of movies. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly how it works. Oh, yeah. It's like Robin Hood, but with movies. They're like secretly <laughs> passing them out to the people. <laughs> and the, like these are all the banned movies that you can't get. We're we're liberating Germany with our, <laughs> with our backpacks full of movies. Yeah, these are all unbanned. I think yeah. these are not banned movies, sadly. But yeah, no, that's uh, really also, uh, that's really also cool got, though. Uh, Silent Hill. Oh, nice! I gotta watch it at some point. So I, I read, you know, that. as as far as video game movies go, that's one of my favorites. It's um, it's really cool. It's got some awesome imagery in it, like really scary yeah. stuff. But the game had had the scary stuff as well. But that movie's cool. I'll, I look forward to you seeing it and seeing what you think. Yeah, I I gotta finally watch it. This was one because I've always just heard that video games are shit. And uh, video game movies yeah. are shit like that, and so I never bothered checking it out because, like, uh, it sounded to me like it's also shit. But uh, when Will was on the show recently, he also said that that movie is uh, really good. Yeah, so, it's, it's, um, um, and, and there is. I know exactly what he had mentioned a specific scene in that movie, and I, I remember seeing it for the first time and being like, "Whoa, that was intense." That was uh, that because he was. I, I think yeah, it was your monster episode, and he had brought up yeah, Pyra exactly. Pyramid Head. Which is, um, uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm excited for you to check it out. <laughs> okay, I will. Know. And um, that's the, the, the rest are all non-horror movies that I'm not going to get into right now. But uh, then I also went to another stand where they had like um, uh, five DVDs, no, three DVDs for five euros. So that was also an okay price. And I saw The Wicker Man the remake i got the original and i i bought the remake because maybe at some point we might do a show on that movie we we talked about it and i thought okay then i have it i gotta buy it now but then of course i needed to get three because else i would have to pay would have had to pay more and so i found two more nicholas cage movies uh once wild at heart by david lynch which i think is not as much horror but if i remember correctly eight millimeter that's like horror 
Really? It's, it's, it? it deals with, it's, I wouldn't say horror traditionally, but it deals with a, an eight millimeter snuff film is what they're. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a really good movie. I like, um, I like eight millimeter a lot. It's, he, he is definitely Nicolas Cage in that movie, but the world around him fits cause it's such a, a dark world. And you've got a great, uh, Joaquin Phoenix in there playing oh. like a, a shop owner, like a, a porn shop owner. But overall, oh, yeah, he's undercover, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but overall, it's um, it's really good. I think you like that. It's it's, I, I want to say it was long. I don't know if the runtime is on there, but it uh, was uh, one hundred nineteen minutes, so almost two hours. Yeah, yeah. I remember it being kind of long, but overall, it was um, it's really good, and I think you'll you'll enjoy it. And then, of course, Wild at Heart is always always good. I don't know if you've seen that, but we should. Yeah, do, I've seen that. Yeah, we should do a uh, a Wicker Man episode and do the original and because even if i think people who haven't seen the the remake of wicker man they've seen the memes about the bees yeah. and and i i mean even though it's uh it's actually a good movie the original wicker man should also be made into memes because there's so many great images like you get christopher lee um in a woman's dress yeah <laughs> with yeah yeah so um but yeah, that's a movie for a different uh, time. Today, yeah. as you can probably hear, we are, we're taking it a bit uh, slow. We're just talking movies in general. Yeah, there's some... Um, you had the uh, the opportunity to host a movie night, and you had told me, you're like, hey, I'm putting this thing together. I was like, oh, it sounds great. And then you, uh, <laughs> you, you bring people into your home, you're inviting, or maybe not your home, wherever you are. You're like, oh, let's, let's enjoy a movie. Let's, let's just have a good time, a relaxing time. Let's have some, some beers and watch a movie. And then you, you show them <laughs> slaughtered vomit dolls and subconscious cruelty. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. No, which is, I, I which is say, almost yeah. like inviting someone over like, hey, I, I got some some delicious treats over here. I'm going to, I wanted to give you some dessert. And then when they come in, you just punch them right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I gotta say, I didn't do it exactly like that. I actually off, I, I invited everyone I know and did it with a warning. I said, we're going to watch really fucked up trash movies <laughs> and movies that are so brutal that people walked out of this, uh, of the theater this one movie is is so crazy that I didn't dare to watch it alone. That's why I want to do this movie night. But uh, two of the three friends that came actually didn't fully read what I wrote, I guess, because they were still surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy they stayed till the end. Yeah. And, and then they'll probably um, never come back. They went to church and went to a confessional. And they were like, I need to confess my sins. This man is showing me weird things and I don't like it. Well, they, they actually, they said they're going to come back. But the next time we're going to pick better movies. Yeah, because, it, I mean, those are two intense movies to, uh, I, I haven't seen either. But they are two that I've seen on many lists. Where not so much slaughtered vomit dolls. That one I didn't even know about until you told me. But subconscious cruelty, which I think we talked about a little bit last week, and you were excited that you had had found a copy of it. But after whenever you first mentioned slaughtered vomit dolls to me, I had looked it up, did a little bit of reading on it, and looked at his his movies as a whole because he had done <laughs> a, a series. All, I don't know if they're all connected or if I think so. Yeah. They, okay, so they're all connected. And this guy's name is uh, what is it? Lucifer Valentine. <laughs> Lucifer Valentine. I've got I've got the DVD case right here, 
and I know the people on the on the show, uh, <laughs> listening can see it, but you can see it. He even signed it, Lucifer Valentine, and put a six 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 under it to show that he's for real. <laughs> Just how hardcore he is, and it's all drawn in crayon. Yeah, <coughs> and it's it's Excuse still me. I I still imagine because this can't be um this this can't be something someone else has done. So I'm guessing that Lucifer Valentine, the evil Lucifer Valentine, at some point sat down with crayons and drew this cover. And he's like, he this also is, yeah, to the back, so it's fully drawn. <laughs> this is going to be the the cover to my DVD. Is this this <laughs> crayon drawing? Yeah. Now, this it, and it, that specifically, him having the name Lucifer Valentine and then the crayon drawing, almost makes me skeptical just out of the gate. Like, how hard is he trying, you know, to push the envelope or to to cross cross the line? And from a lot of things I've read, and nobody likes this movie. From uh, I jumped onto IMDb just to look at some of the reviews to see what I come up with. There was like one of them that was above a three and everything <laughs> else for the most part. But I have not seen it. You have seen it. So I wanted you to really break this thing down for me. I mean, I, I get it. It's about uh, a lot of puking from everything I read. There's a lot of vomit gore, I guess is what they yeah. call it. Because the woman's bulimic. She's like a stripper, bulimic stripper turned prostitute. That that's what that's what the bag said. You couldn't tell it from the movie. <laughs> the the movie is um, well. I I I'll start with the good things. <laughs> On the one hand, the gore is really well done, especially for a movie of this. Um, like of the, the budget. Of, yeah. Well, I actually found out that this movie had a budget of well, at least that's what um, that's what uh, Vicky, uh, what Google tells you. Uh, this movie had a budget of one hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so that's not really not terrible for a indie movie, but if you're going to do a lot of gore, that's probably where a lot of the budget went. I, I think, well, we, we're guessing that most of the budget probably went to drugs because, <laughs> um, like, okay, let, let me let me just uh, so the the gore is really well done in the most parts. There's some scenes that don't look as good, but for the most parts, it it looks really good. And I gotta say. It's kind of interesting. I wouldn't tell anyone to watch it other than you. I want to know what you think about it. No one else. Everyone listening, don't watch this movie. It's shit. But um, um, there's something to it. So I I said, if this movie, if this was, if this came out like 10 years earlier and was released on VHS, and this was one of the movies you'd find randomly on a maybe even unmarked VHS you you find it on a flea market and there's just the title maybe on the on the cover nothing else not this crayon drawing just the title this movie could really fuck you up because um it looks like someone uh found uh took camera and uh just filmed his his uh st- snuff movie okay I- even though some of the gore looks a bit fake but for the most part if you find this and think this is real i could see people thinking this is real if not for the marketing and everything, but um, so you know, if so, you just, can, so you kind of mentioned it. Can you really is not find a story in there? Uh, not not from what you see. It's mostly you. <laughs> you see this one girl. You see this one girl lots of times, and I think she's Angela. That's the main the main character, and you see her every now and then. It starts with a videotaping of a little girl who's saying like, "I'm when I'm big, I'm going to be a star," and things like that and i'm still wondering if that's just a home video they found or if they actually found a little girl to be in this movie okay uh, which in both parts is really disturbing to be honest right uh, but the, the, the girl is really normal it's just a normal home video 
but then they intercut it with um, this grown-up girl who's probably the same girl and uh, she's she's always she's really fucked up she's like fully on drugs and I think she's having sex lots of times with the camera we never see the cameraman or hear him he just always films uh, girls and like we, we see Angela and like at one point she's uh, uh, she's just talking about how she's gonna do anything for him and like all, all that she she would die for him she would kill for him um, then there's um, then there's her uh, being fucked while she talks uh, while she does the uh, uh, the father hours in heaven oh um, yeah the, the yeah. Um, um, the prayer the prayer yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, then a little later on she's also being fucked and she's doing the uh, she's doing like a, a prayer I give my soul to to Satan and like that kind of way so it they, they really he really tries hard to be a Satanist I think right but yeah and then and then we cut to like well what I gotta add right here is that it's all these scenes of um of girls um uh, it's it's always like slow motion but not like anything like you're seeing the same thing you're seeing right now just a face talking to a camera but instead of her just talking normally it all, all of a sudden goes into slow motion <laughs> and she talks really <laughs> deep and, and uh, sometimes so so weird that you can't even understand what she's really saying and um yeah, and she and then, was uh willow pointed out to me the actress who played angela was murdered in a double, she was? yeah, double homicide, which <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know, I don't know any of the details around it. It was just on the, um, on like the IMDb or somewhere the Wikipedia where I was looking at it. Once he had oh, mentioned that, it to me, yeah, crazy, right? That, that's like I, I'm not sure if it's not maybe uh, something to do with the movies because, uh, oh yeah, it's, it says here, yeah, she died uh, 2017, so not uh, too long ago. No, just but, a couple years ago. Yeah, so um, that, that's even crazier. Yeah, so uh, that's that's the start, and then um, that's the start and, of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's all the start, and then she's uh, and uh, also it's like often these these jump cuts, like really like she's saying something and then it's cutting. So that's like kind of taking the realism out of it because it looks very found footage, like someone found footage of a serial killer or something. But then there's these jump cuts in the sentences where there wouldn't make sense to be a normal cut other than probably she forgot the the, the, the text or something and she they had to cut there and put it back there i don't know and uh yeah so that's that's that and then we we get into the 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 first murder basically so we now see uh, another girl and it says something like a few days earlier or something well, i think it even goes like a few days before the murder of angela something like that and um yeah, then we get uh, to the to the first girl, who is like uh, just de degraded. Like she she's she's a bit overweight, so so she's called a piggy, and she's calling herself a piggy, and like doing the 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 pig nose and uh, doing sounds into the camera, and then she gets naked and dances around, and uh, it it all is really really weird. And then uh, he takes her uh, he takes her eyes out, okay. which looks really really well done like it still looks a bit fake and i think also uh, michael was there who was on a few episodes by now uh, she pointed out that also they didn't have the nerves at the end of the eyes so it looked a bit like oh so just, just like around eyeballs, balls, basically yeah. yeah 
and they um yeah, so they they take it out like with with a knife and then stab the head like always a hand on the mouth for some reason, and then they uh they stab the the eye sockets with like with like really long nails like multiple times, and then cut to her waking up again without eyes, <laughs> even though she should be dead. By right, that I was point. gonna say yeah, how do you survive that? But okay, yeah, and then uh, she she gets up and um. Uh, and screams around, ah, my eyes, and walks around, and her eyes are laid out on a table, on a glass table in front of her. Luckily, a glass table for the next scene, so we get to see everything. <laughs> and uh, she, she for some reason, even though she never touches them, she she goes to the towards the glass table, even though she can't see, and uh, then gets up and uh, puts her fingers into her mouth and pukes all over her eyeballs. <laughs> and we see that from multiple angles, like from from up above, from down below. That's why it's so lucky that it's a glass table. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that's the kind of feeling you get with this movie. Like it's, it's just gore for gore's sake, and yeah. it doesn't make much sense. And um, and I've never been a huge fan of gore for gore's sake. Like <laughs> in certain instances, it's. But I mean, I've seen most of the ones that you know the guinea pig movies um, yeah. that are are just gore for gore's sake. Uh, but I, I don't care how extreme you get with your imagery, but you got to have some kind of a story there for me. Like just something, even if it's the littlest, littlest tiny thread, I still need that to connect the pieces yeah, together. I, so so I think that the story is that this is the found videotapes of a serial killer. Okay. That's what it what it feels like, even though like it doesn't make much sense that these girls are like that this there's all these scenes of people randomly puking yeah that's the I, thing is why would you i mean wake up with no eyes and just decide to puke yeah and not, not like accidentally puke because you're sick but like actually she puts her fingers in her mouth and makes herself <laughs> puke that's the problem <laughs> then um yeah it goes on we, we get multiple other girls then there's one scene that's pretty cool like he, he was really good at making fake heads i guess because there's this one guy who gets um his uh, his head cut open and then another guy um uh takes his brain out and eats it okay. and then pukes the brain out again into the <laughs> into the head <laughs> and is there's also intercut which is really weird are always like it's it's not in one narrative there's always things intercut and it's always going back to angela then there's this one girl i'm not sure if she's angela or if, or if someone else but she's above a toilet trying to puke but she can't she puts her finger in, into her mouth and just uh, uh, but there's nothing coming and then she spits into the toilet and tries again we get that scene multiple times that's also something this movie is 70 minutes long 70 that's not long no and um we're guessing he had like 20 minutes of footage so there's always scenes that repeat often and then he always goes into the slow motion and we think that's just because he wanted to get the 70 minutes because because he can't, like, he didn't have enough to and what qualifies as a short like how short does it have to be the short and what is how many minutes do you have is it over an hour i think the longest shot i've seen is like 45 minutes i think there's yeah i i think it's not an hour but like under it, an hour maybe okay like something like that but i'm not fully sure but yeah, so maybe he wanted to get, he, he wanted like not just 60 minutes, he wanted to do over 70 minutes because right. that's, you know, movie is at least over 
not one in 10 minutes. <laughs> so he's almost I, like a, a weird, gross Tommy Wiseau. Like, it's just, yeah. and, just like, I'm going to make a movie and it's going to be yeah. disgusting. And what I got to say is that this movie is his movie. That's what I kind of, I wouldn't say like, because he seems like just a real shithole. But like, um, <laughs> but, uh, but like, I kind of like uh, the, this is his movie. This is all him. You know, this is like author th- theory at its finest. Yeah. Just sometimes the author is shit. That's what happens. <laughs> uh, also, what's really fun on the DVD, like he put lots of extras on there. Like there's a trailer for this movie, a teaser for this movie, uh, a trailer and a teaser for the next movie. Regurgitated something. Yeah, regurgitated. Sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then there's um, the making of Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. And we turned it on just for a bit because we wanted to see what's behind this. And... I actually had to uh, to drive to the gas station real quick, but the others watched it a bit. And what it seems to be is it's the same kind of style. It's still like people talking in slow motion and looking fucked up and looking at the camera. <laughs> but um, at this point, it's uh, uh, but it's a, a making of. So uh, it starts with Angela's uh, actress actually showing her her passport into the camera, her um, her identity card, and saying like, "Yeah, I'm." I'm for real. I'm 19. And uh, he asked her multiple times, you know what this is? And like, you're, you're, uh, uh, you're, you're here with your free will. Like it's, it's, That's it weird. seems like he That's made weird. this, he made this movie just uh, so he um, could uh, get himself out of legal trouble just in case, because it, it looks like a bad uh, fetish porn oh. for the most part. You yeah. know, there, there's people who like this. this oh, I know. Stuff. And, uh, Believe me, a lot of it comes out of Germany. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, not my- <laughs> okay, I only I only say that. I, I should tell you this story real quick. Why I made that comment? Um, there was I was probably like twenty. No, I was younger than that. I was probably like eighteen, nineteen years old, and we had gone down to see a band in Detroit, um, and it was great. It was uh, it was a really good show. There's a couple local bands we had met up with, and these dudes are like, hey, we're having a house party. You want to go? So I piled like 10 people into my little Chevy Cavalier. I had a guy riding in the trunk, like just all the way <laughs> closed in the trunk. Um, we go to this house. It's a great party. Having a really good time. And But we walk into one of the rooms, and on one of the TVs, there's German scat porn. And, um, and and it was just on the TV. We're sitting there. We walk by. We're laughing. And a friend, a, a two friends of mine, and um, myself started a band shortly thereafter. And based on what we had seen on the screen, we called it Shower Enema. Was the, uh, <laughs> was, the was the name of the the band? And uh, I never forgot that. And I was I remember the, even seeing it. And I was like, oh man, the Germans are weird. Like why why are they doing this to each other? Like sticking. I don't know. Anyway, but um, I know that's that's not true. But I always it always makes me think of that anytime anybody talks about something something gross. But you're uh, right. Yeah. There are people out there who they like some weird things. Yeah, and, and I, I don't so know, I'm, not I'm, me. 
I'm I'm thinking he just basically made porn for himself and then uh, like uh, probably jerked off while he edited it and oh. that's why I I really have no idea but it's uh, but he also had guys puking so there's right. there's something for both parties I think if if you're into that it, you're not so worried about gender lines if, if, probably not if yeah. that's really what tickles your fancy uh, you're probably... <laughs> So uh, yeah, the the making of um, I didn't watch it through, uh, but it's um, was it like ninety minutes long? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually just like twenty minutes. But at that evening, um, people weren't that into uh, watching yeah. all the way yeah. through the next part. Now was this was this a uh, is this an English language movie? Yeah, this okay. is English language. So was yeah. it a German dub or was it just uh, subtitles? No, it was English with German subtitles. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which is and weird that somebody took the time to do the subtitles, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to get paid, you know? <laughs> right. How many how many uh, options do they have on there for subtitles? Just German. This is a German disc. So. Oh, okay. Uh, so that one was made yeah. just for Germany. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, um, the the other uh, the the other extra is uh, there's also history of vomit gore, so I'm really excited to see that one. <laughs> I mean, is there a big enough segment of cinema for there to be a full history of it? <laughs> I think vomit gore is pretty much just uh, Lucifer Valentine's movies. Yeah. So he just basically makes movies about himself. <laughs> just doing a history of himself. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, okay. And I, there's 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 I think something called the Angela chapters. So there seems to be. There seems to be more information about Angela, about this movie, like to go even deeper, but I have no idea. Well, I didn't I will, feel I will, the need to check it out. I will try and watch it at some point, but I'm not going to run out and, and <laughs> yeah, go I, I just, I for just a copy. really want to know what you what you think about it. All right, but, I'll get there. I'll get there one of these days. Um, <laughs> and the next one, though, I'm actually a lot more interested to hear about because after you had told me about Slaughter Vomit Dolls, you. Um, when you brought this up last week, this is a movie that's been on my radar for a long time because it always ends up on those lists of all oh, the craziest thing you've ever seen. You'll never believe how crazy this is. And I don't know if it's, you know, people like you and I who, whenever we see those lists, we're like, oh, well, I, I'll watch it all. And <laughs> we've, at least I feel personally, I've reached a point where I don't know how much crazier it could really get. Like, I, I don't know, based on everything that I've seen up until this point, I don't know how much crazier I could see without it being actual, you know, a snuff film or something yeah. along those lines, which I would never want to see. I don't want people to think that, you know, any yeah. part of me wants wants to see any of that. But, I mean, so what would you, I mean, the guinea pig stuff is bad. So yeah, Serbian film's bad. Solo's pretty bad. Um, there's other stuff that I think has uh, more emotion to it, like Antichrist is, that's a, a tough watch. But... As far as like the on-screen crazy stuff, but Subconscious Cruelty, which is the other one that you guys watch for your movie night, is one that, um, from what I understand and what I've read, is just like a extremely visceral experience that's just like throwing horrible things in you. It's all emotion. There's not a lot of anything else going on, like extreme emotion, like I'm going to make you yeah. feel disgusting or make you feel <laughs> gross or whatever. So I am excited to hear this. So why don't you just put it all out there? Yeah, so uh, with this, I, I got to start off. We watched that after. We watched uh, Slotted Vomit Dolls first because I knew that was going to be shit. Yeah. And I heard at least some good things about some conscious cruelty. So I said, we'll watch that second so we have a, a good ending to the evening. And 
what's really funny uh, to just start off because I talked about how I feel like um, uh, Lucifer Valentine is like just shit for sure. And Subconscious Cruelty starts off with a 16-minute introduction by Karim Hussein, so the director, talking about this movie. 16 so, minutes? Yeah, it's I, I we didn't watch it all. We we skipped after five, but we it's it's <laughs> it's cool because this is really it's it's really interesting. This movie was made for a hundred thousand Canadian dollars. Okay. So this was made for almost the same budget as Slotted Vomit Dolls. This movie was made in 1994. They started shooting it. They shot it for eight years till they had it done. And, That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's really uh, crazy. And he he said he this uh, this um, introduction was made uh, in 2017 or something like this is a real new uh, release. So um, the director was actually um, introducing the movie and saying like. This movie, I've made it a long time ago by now. I was a different person. Um, I was an angry 19-year-old, which is crazy that he was 19 when he started shooting this movie. Yeah. Because this doesn't look like the movie of a 19-year-old. And um, yeah, and, and he, he said a bit that he, he wanted to talk about misogyny, about church. And um, that's what he did, basically. And um but then we didn't go on with the 16 minutes after five minutes, which I said, okay. But he seemed like a really nice guy. Like what you often see with these uh, with these horror directors, you know, that the people who do the most, the weirdest things, the most fucked up things are usually really um, nice guys. If you look, if you see them, like uh, uh, Wes Craven was uh, always uh, yeah. called a really nice guy or like, um, like John, John, Car Romero. John, Carpenter John Carpenter sits around and smokes weed and plays video games. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, those are the guys that make the movies that get banned in Germany. <laughs> yeah, and they. Um, um, I actually I read an article once uh, that was about like Clive Barker and and Stephen King, and they talked about kind of these master horror authors. And the way they put it out there was that you would never have to worry about them doing anything horrible because they have an outlet to express yeah. all of this stuff. Like they people are like oh they're they're creepy and they're scary and they're like no they're the least creepy and scary because they actually just put any kind of weird emotion they have or any kind of anger or anything like that they find an outlet for it and they put it out into the world and they actually explore these ideas and then for them it's like from a safe a safe distance yeah exactly and the same with horror directors probably except for like lucifer valentine i think he <laughs> but again really like i that. mean would you truly yes he made a movie but <laughs> <laughs> he made a trilogy right <laughs> not, not only did he make a movie he made a trilogy but I, I and you know that's a whole different conversation we could have about you know what truly constitutes a a piece of art is everything art or is it not um so yeah like i could give one of my kids a camera and they could put something together and i could you know print a dvd of it does that mean they need to be up for oscar contention i don't know but but there is a, a line somewhere. Whereas yeah. uh so with that that you know that is kind of cool though that he did that, especially with something as from what I understand as extreme as this, to go back and look at it. And you know, because a nineteen year old thinks very differently than a, a twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty year old person. That's yeah, exactly. Um, a whole different a whole different thing. So uh all right, so just lay it out there. What was this uh what was this movie about? Yeah, um it was it's really just uh, shorter and longer segments of uh, um, 
story or sometimes just pictures and gore and it's it's really an art house film this is completely art house like this is not a movie um for normal audiences not just because of the gore so i was told when i bought this movie that people left the, the theater because it was so gory it could be that it could be that they were just like bored because they expected something different but i i really really like this movie and um it's shot beautifully like you wouldn't guess that from a from a 19 year old first time director who makes a movie that's known for being like really fucked up yeah it looked really really good like i didn't expect he was actually, it all i know the cover was it black and white i know no it's it's in color. Oh, okay okay it's it's often in um it's often in uh, uh, blue and red, like he always or green. No, blue and red. He used these these really big lights, like so that sometimes half the room is filled in red and sometimes in blue, and like that that kind of stuff. Kind of so like a really, Argento. Yeah, exactly. He he okay. really worked with the colors. Yeah, and um, we start off with um, a woman laying out laying out on a table, and then her um, her. Hers, uh, her stomach is cut open like just a little just a little tiny incision and uh, the, the segment is called ovarian eye and uh, so yeah her her a little part of her stomach is cut open and then with her hand someone pulls out an eye <laughs> okay and it looks really realistic like we were wondering how it was done because it looked like the the body was still breathing when the cut was made and it looked really, really good. And uh, yeah, that's the first segment. That's it. So there's no through story here. No, there's no okay. throughout. Then there's like, it's always like a mix. Then the next one is like a guy uh, telling you, um, uh, tell, telling you a, a story like about himself. Like it's, it's all uh, just, um, narration there's no actually on-screen dialogue in this segment it's just narration of a guy who lives in a house with a with a woman and uh talking about her and she always um gets visitors and he uh, uh and has sex with them and he then sits outside and masturbates to that and um and then i don't want to i don't know if i want to spoil this this segment because i think this but it's really really fucked up on a it's really graphic but also on a um like a psychological uh, level yeah on a psychological like this is this is i would almost compare it to a serbian film when it comes to how fucked up it is on multiple levels okay i would i would say because i feel a lot of people listening to us are probably never going to watch this movie you should you should just go into it and i don't worry about spoiling anything for me because (laughs) Again, um, I mean, who, and this is something, though, that even if, like, before I had ever seen a Serbian film, you know, I had read a lot about it. I knew a lot of the things that were going to happen. That did not take away from the shock and awe of, <laughs> of watching that movie for the first time. Um, so you can you can yeah. go ahead, because I don't know if everybody's even going to be able to find this or... Yeah, it's, to, it's probably harder to find, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, it turns out she's his sister. And this is in some I don't know in in it looks like in in some uh, future maybe or something like it's all in a really weird world. And anyway, so she's his she's his sister and she gets pregnant from one of the guys. And he the whole time talks about um, 
uh, how he's really excited that she's pregnant and she he he has a plan made to um how does he say it uh, something about um that he's gonna uh, spit in the face of uh, of birth and evolution and then um and so but he 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 doesn't say what his plan exactly is, but that he really takes care of his sister. And like, there's a scene where he should just feeds her and, uh, and they look at each other and he says how she looked at him. So, so loving because she's his sister and all this thing. And then, um, Oh, there, there's also, um, there's also a scene where he, um, he, he sits with her and, um, uh, that's in his dream or in his fantasy. No, in his dream it is. She's, um, she's naked he's naked and he's he's touching her and then she starts pleading because she's uh, on her period but she's pleading a lot like it's after a certain point everything is full of blood and he can't stop it and um and then uh yeah then we get to the birth scene the the child is born it it comes out slowly we see it all and then when the head is out far enough he takes a knife and uh, cuts the baby's uh, the, the baby's uh, neck open, and takes it out and uh, uh, and holds it over the over over his sister and makes the baby bleed on her, uh, bites through the the umbilical cord with his with his uh, teeth, and like makes the baby bleed into her face and she just screams and cries, and like he holds the the dead fetus over her and uh, and. Then she she dies from the shock and he just keeps her there and uh, yeah that's like a really fucked up that, yeah that's like, um, so how was your uh, room full of people reacting to to this happening? Um, there there wasn't uh, like I I don't remember if there like there wasn't a big uh, uh or something yeah. we were only three people and uh, two guys and uh, Micah is used to fucked up shit so she wasn't reacting as harshly either but i know that we all were really uncomfortable with that scene yeah that that's it um, really anything with um kids and and babies is always uh especially babies um and I, like i understand some people trying to make these extreme points and it, it sounds like this guy you know just was angry at the world when he when he made yeah. this movie i don't know where he got all the money to do that like to do a, a birth and uh with to do effects like that. And where now where yeah. did this all like take place? What was the setting of all this? It's uh basically an empty room in an in a big house. Like it was all from the images, like it, it was like uh we got a, a model house from the outside that you could see it was a model, but still looked really cool, which looked like a really rundown cabin in the woods somewhere. And from the inside it's just big empty rooms with like nothing in them except for a bed. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's the, um, that's that second. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm guessing he, he got the money. Like, like, um, we talked with, um, ah, now I feel bad that I can't think of his name right away, but the director of hectic knife. Oh yeah. Uh, he, he also got the, the money, um, uh, just over time. Like, I, I think it's the same way as that was there that he just um made uh made the movie over such a long stretch that it's not one hundred thousand uh it's five thousand dollars but yeah yeah exactly he he just scrapped it together somewhere cracked Aliso I just wanna say his name from a hectic knife yeah because he shot over a long time and just like 
their their thousand, their hundred, and that's like how the budget got together. Uh, and I'm guessing that it was similar here. But yeah, the the effects looked really, really good, like really well done. And I, um, yeah, it's really fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty messed uh, up. I mean, yeah, there's there, and that's the thing, you know, with with extreme cinema. I mean, you get some of that, but again, for me, there's got to be some kind of a something there. Like you think about, uh, you know, Martyrs comes up a lot, which Martyrs mm. is very hard to watch. There's yeah. a lot in Martyrs, and but that one, you know, is was I would feel even more impactful than seeing something like what you just described because of the. Um, excuse me, the, you know, the class system and these, these women essentially being used for the, the powerful, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, you know, you have this, this group of elite citizens who are trying to just people, human beings are nothing but pawns to them in an effort to gain some kind of a, a knowledge. Uh, but with this, no matter how you frame it, that's, that's going to be a horrible thing to see that nobody wants to see. Yeah, exactly. And but it it's all really well shot, and um, do you you see that there's something there? Like it's not just to be gory, but like we get like this. This segment is at least twenty to thirty minutes long, where basically nothing happens, and it's just voiceover telling us what this guy is thinking and his whole his whole backstory, and then we get to that scene. So it's like it's really well done. It's like set up, and then there's like a hit in the face, basically. Right. And then there is, you're right, something there, I would assume. Some yeah. kind of a message, a deeper message. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> and um, then we go on. Uh, the next segment is shorter. Again, it's that that was a little bit funny, but also like it looked really good. It almost reminded me of like um, Lars von Trier's um, kind of visual style. There's just uh, a group of naked people um, uh, running around in nature, like... Uh, just like randomly running around, uh, rolling around on the floor. Then there's one one person um, uh, ripping open a bit of the of the of the grass of the of the, of the f floor of the earth, and then blood comes out, and he he plays with the blood, puts it on his face and on his body, and then he puts his dick into the blood, I think. And then there's one uh, girl giving giving oral to an um, to a to a tree stump and then breaking it open and then blood comes out there like the, he probably meant something with that scene right. um, something about nature uh but uh and then there's a guy giving a blowjob to a knife and bleeding in his mouth that looked pretty good that's, <laughs> and that's uh, intense yeah but that's like just a 10 minute segment no dialogue just people rolling around and the music was really good so i feel like uh, you need to watch the rest of that his introduction to this thing and see if you can, you Maybe know, he can take, say take anything, take anything else away from it about what's yeah. really going on. Then there's a, uh, then there's a segment of a guy. Um, uh, he's like a businessman sitting somewhere. I think he's talking as well in voiceover, but I don't remember what he's even talking about. Then there's a big long scene where he's just sitting in his room, masturbating to porn. And we see the porn on the television as well. And it's like, uh, there's there's like a woman being both holes being used at the same time and, yeah <laughs> uh, and, and and he's sitting there masturbating and uh then i don't know what exactly happens but 
uh, then there's genital mutilation and oh. really, really like, like, and like his, it, it, I, I almost don't want to talk about this. You don't, you don't have like, to. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want like, to, you don't have to. It's, it's completely, let's say his, his little friend is completely skinned and then still being jerked off all the time. Yeah. I've read and, that in the, um, people talking yeah, about the movie, how gross that is. It's it's really fucking gross, and uh, and uh, then the the last segment, which I think kind of intercuts with this one, like it's always like kind of mixed, uh, is um, Jesus. It's it's there, there they go really really on the nose with the with the metaphor. Yeah, like it's uh, it's uh, Jesus first running around the city, then he's being taken down by three uh, three girls, and uh, they. They don't have sex with him, but they like rub their bodies on them and lick him everywhere. And then they start ripping his flesh off and eating him a bit. And then there, there's one scene where I said, okay, there he went a bit on the nose, maybe. It's yeah. when she she cuts off a bit of his skin, puts it into his mouth. Then we get a cut to someone getting the, the body of Christ, the, the, right, the oplate right. into his mouth. So like it's... They really literally show you what they are showing you, just in case you didn't see it. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, then he's he's mutilated some more, and uh, that's the last segment, I think. And movies like this truly are, and even hearing you, I know the the listeners can't see your face, but I can I can see you, and hearing you talk about it, this stuff really is an endurance test. It's yeah. it's you know how much can I can I take when it comes to stuff like this? Because everything you described is a lot of the, I had heard, I know the last two segments you talked about, I had read about the other two, the one in the woods, I don't remember reading about. And the first one I, or the first couple, I don't remember reading about either, but it's, um, it, it really is. So it's, it's hard at times to get through some of these things, especially when there's not a lot of rhyme or reason <laughs> behind it. You know, when you really can't yeah. see what's, what's there what what really helped with this one was that it was visually really well done so there's lots of things where you were like that, that that scene of them in the in the on the grass just rolling around that looked really interesting and like it, it wasn't like oh this is this is like an art house film and i'd get bored and look on my phone no i was actually interested in what's going on and it looked really good so that's um that's what I what I really liked about this movie. And even though it is really fucked up, this one you can watch without like if you if you can watch stomach these kind of things. This is a watchable movie. While uh Slaughtered Vomit Dolls, it's it's not a visually nice experience. Like yeah. even if you cut out all the gore and uh and puking, it still doesn't look good. And like this movie, if if you cut out all the gore, you'd have visually really well done scenes and there's you know we've talked about the a serbian film being the same way like a, a really well-made movie like yeah exactly you know really well done it has some and with things like subconscious cruelty so would you recommend is there any reason to see it outside of checking it off of a list uh yeah i'd say with subconscious cruelty if well, on the one hand, if you're into gore, this is some of the best made gory scenes I've seen. So uh, from so a special effects standpoint, yeah, exactly. Just looking that, at the craft good, of it and how they actually how they did it. Yeah, exactly. And like like I said, it's 
it's an art house film so there's it feels already like there's more there like there's there's something to get out of it there's something to watch uh, for the art itself like not not just uh, for the gore but also for the art there's a there's a director really wanting to tell you something okay and and th that's why I, I I'm gonna rewatch it at some point and this this is a DVD and Blu-ray box with like I think yeah 140 minutes of extras so I'm gonna look into the uh, the behind the scenes what I can find there because this movie is really interesting and uh, this is also like a passion project by the director you know he put like eight years into this and yeah. then like some more to get it released properly and so this I would say check out okay and, What's what's really interesting is I, I picked them randomly because I knew they were both gory and I both owned them, but there's there's so many similarities where they are um, either the complete opposite or so similar. Like they they both had basically the same budget. Um, they're both by a director who really wanted to do some sort of message. Um, they're both by even though you shouldn't really say that about Lucifer Valentine. They're both about authors who did their thing and did exactly what they wanted to do and put their money into it. And um, yet they're completely different. Okay. Uh, and one is watchable, the other is not at all. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I plan to check it out at some point. It's been one of those ones that I've needed to. And, you know, it's very... It always makes me think. You know, we live in this world where... A lot of people, even hearing you and I talk about this or knowing that something like that exists, they'd be like, how could you how could you ever watch something like that? That's that's disgusting. It's disturbing. But those would be the same people who consume, you know, you think about the idea of like the nightly news or when Vietnam happened and everybody was glued to their TV, seeing these horrific images in real life. I think this kind of stuff gives you a. I don't want to say a safe place, but in a lot of ways, a safe place to experience some of those things and knowing that it's not truly happening to someone, someone in the world. And, and it, you even look at the rise, you and I have spoke about it, you know, of true crime and people being so, so obsessed with true crime. And that's why where I've always had a problem with true crime is people seem to celebrate it and, yeah. you know, make jokes about it. And it's a, it's a laughing matter. And it's, yeah, this subconscious cruelty is horrible but it's a metaphor for something completely different. And yes, it's gory, but you can see the art behind it. Whereas with true crime, like those horrible things really happen to real people who have real families who still exist in the world. And, you know, it's, it's such a weird, weird space to be in, you know, because you, yeah. you talk about movies like this or a Serbian film and it's like, how could you? That's so disgusting, yada, yada, yada. It's like, well, you're listening to some show about some dude who raped a whole house full of women and murdered a whole bunch of them and, and making jokes about it. Like, how how am I the one who's sick when, yeah. you know, and I don't know. That's just a little side note there, but. Um, yeah, I, it's true. Yeah, I do plan on checking this one out. I do want to see it because, <clears throat> and I even want to see it a little bit more now hearing you talk about it, because I usually with a lot of stuff like this, you know, the save for a few, it's pretty like you said, the the actual art form is lost and somebody's just trying to convey a disgusting message. Whereas I, I do enjoy it when somebody actually knows what they're doing and it looks like they put some time and effort behind the camera work, the lighting, the cinematography, all of those, you know, the sound design, whatever it may be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right and, on. 
And this is like, I, I still can't wrap my head around that this is one movie that a 19 year old started. Yeah. And uh, even though like he was 25 when he was done or like 28, but uh, still I'm 25 right now. I couldn't do a movie like that. Still. Yeah. yeah, you never know. You may be able to pull it <laughs> off. Um, okay, so we've got uh, we've got one more movie that we wanted to talk about, and I have to give a huge shout out to Will from Hey Down and Front Podcast. So he, uh, Will, and I share a love for VHS, for VHS tapes, and we're always, you know, oh look, because because I'll find them um, around here. You can find VHS and and things like that at the the Goodwill, the Salvation Army for a quarter, you know, twenty five cents a piece. Yeah. And I was I was having a conversation with him the other day about it, and I think the reason I like VHS so much is primarily the the box art. And unlike a DVD or a Blu-ray, a VHS is shaped like a poster. It's the same almost dimensions as a poster, so I think it really looks good, you know. And you always have the cool write-ups on the back and stuff. Well, Will had sent me a, a VCR that he got working because I didn't have VCR, so he sent one to me, and he actually threw in a copy of Anguish on on dvd for me which was just incredibly awesome of him to do so thank you will this is one he told me about um maybe a month or two ago and i was very excited when i talked to you about it and you're like oh yeah i got it i have that <laughs> and, um, and there there is a 2015 uh movie with the same title that has nothing to do with the one we're going to talk about this one's from 1987 and i gotta say so i watched it last night I am so mad that it took me this long to find this movie. So yeah, mad. I, uh, how do you think I feel? I, I owned this movie for like <laughs> at least a year or two and I didn't watch it because I, I bought it because I, I heard something good about it, but mostly because Amazon had these sales and you always get like uh, 10 Blu-rays for 50 euros and I needed one more. So I put this in because it looked kind of cool and I like Zelda Rubenstein. And <laughs> I, I always... I always wonder from the cover art i didn't feel like oh i should i should be going out watching this right now and you never hear about this movie yeah and that's it's, why it's so be, weird be, before we get into this i want to um i want to do it like this we say anyone who hasn't seen it because that's probably most either go right now watch it come back and then we'll <laughs> you can listen to us or uh we'll we'll do a spoiler segment yeah pretty soon and i i think this is a movie you should see without knowing anything about right and that's why i'm usually <laughs> phil always uh is mad at you because you always forget to do the spoiler warning and for this i want to do this right up front we're going to talk about this movie probably a bit in depth so if you haven't seen it please turn the podcast off right now go watch the movie find it somewhere we both recommend it. I'm guessing uh, absolutely. It as well. yeah. yeah, and it is one that Will even told me that when when he first talked to me about it, and we were discussing it back and forth. He said, "Don't don't look anything up." He's like, "Just go in <laughs> as as blind as possible." Yeah, so exactly. I did. I, I completely stayed away from everything about this movie and didn't actually look at anything until after I had finished it last night and I started reading through some of the the facts and the the Wikipedia and stuff like that, uh, which even the yeah. Wikipedia is pretty bare. It's, um, you know, and it's like, oh, we need uh, sources for this or sources for that. And some of this might not be right. And it's such a, again, I don't know how I've never heard of this. I don't, I, I, I don't yeah. understand because it was such a cool movie. It's such a yeah. weird, weird horror movie. It's, it's, it's so well done as well. Like it's, it's not like a, a cheap movie or a bad movie. It's, it's really, it's, it's just really good in, in all regards. Like there's. Because he was, from what I understand, like an art house 
um, yeah. filmmaker. I, yeah, I think so. I haven't heard of any of his movies so far. No, for, like, I read a little bit. I, yeah, I read a little bit on him last night, and it, it sounds like he, you know, really focused on a lot of satire and um, social comedy type stuff, like social commentary comedy. And um, this one, he did a lot of different languages, though. I think he did did movies in like five or six different languages. But this one, I it I don't even know where to start with this movie. It's um, so Zelda Rubenstein. For those of you who might not know, probably most well known, I would say for Poltergeist, is you know she played yeah. the medium in in the Poltergeist franchise. She's a very small woman, has a a very unique sound. Like her voice is always very whispery and kind of airy and almost like a ch- like a child as well like yeah she sounds like a little child yeah yeah go to the light caroline <laughs> go to the light uh but this one <clears throat> and what's his name the um the uh, her son the 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 lead that the while you're looking at uh, uh, michael lerner yeah michael lerner and yeah. this movie opens up with with those two and you get a you immediately get a sense of a weird mother son relationship, and you do see the art house shots in this thing almost immediately, like the close up on the on the snails, and, yeah. and and stuff that are moving by, and he's he's got a a bunch of pet birds, looks like a bunch of pigeons. She's got a bunch of snails that are just all over the place. They just seem to be living a a very bizarre existence <laughs> together, and then we yeah. we quickly realize he's a um, where does he work for an ophthalmologist? I think is uh, yeah, exactly. Or, or yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, he, he's not the best at his job. He's got like bad diabetes or something. Um, yeah, exactly. He got diabetes. So he, uh, he will slowly go blind and yeah. his mother forbids him to wear uh, contact lenses. Yeah. He's starting to experience the effects of retinopathy. And so he's losing his, uh, his eyesight, um, and they, they, they set him up like he's not very good at his job. Like there's this woman that he's helping and she's like, ah, you gave me the wrong contacts. Yeah. And we immediately though, you get like weird close up shots on the eye of, you know, him like pulling the contact out like that. Yeah, it looked really, uh, I, I don't like eye stuff all that much. And at, at the very beginning, there's even an, uh, an eye operation scene. Like yeah. we see an actual eye being cut into, which as far as I've heard, doesn't hurt. But it looked, yeah, ah, it looks no, brutal. What was that? Um, that Salvador Dali thing was it? Salvador Dali with the uh, eyeball? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Un chien andalou, the yeah. illusion dog. Yeah, that was that was the worst segment of that whole thing. You want to talk about art house? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he's very bad at his job. He goes home back to mom after all this stuff. Um, we see him kind of out in the world in his natural environment, and. Once he gets back, that's we immediately. Well, we should say the movie opens up with a weird message. It's like, hey, <laughs> when you're watching this movie, uh, don't talk to anybody in the theater. There's going to be subliminal messages going into your brain. We're going to hypnotize you. There's this whole weird uh, write up right at the beginning that was actually really, um, it was really cool. I was like, okay, this is going to be something different. And I will say right out of the gate that this would be an amazing movie to experience on the big screen. That's what I thought as well. I'm actually thinking about uh, writing to the to the host of the Saturday Night Fever that he should 
screen this movie because that would be really fun. Oh, be and so I think fun. it's gory enough to, yeah. to screen there. Oh, absolutely. But just the, the very notion of this movie, and it kind of reminded me, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Popcorn from, I think it was no. from like 91, somewhere in 91. But it's it's very much the same in that you're dealing with a lot of things happening in a theater. And that's always fun to do <clears throat> as an audience member to, to see a movie that takes place in a theater. And so anyway, back to the this movie, back to Anguish, she starts doing weird hypnosis on her kid. <laughs> and us as the audience are experiencing almost the same hypnosis that he is. Like when that light kept bouncing back and forth. Yeah. Like my eyes, I found myself just watching it go back and forth. And then you'd slowly get like swirly, you know, the swirly lines. The, the would be spiral, yeah. yeah. The spiral. And then her her lips, it would be like super close up on her face and on her lips. And she'd be like, oh, listen to me. Listen to what I got to tell you. Um, and then it cuts to people. No, not yet. No, she, it doesn't cut. No, yet. no, no. Because we, we first go to the, the house of the, the wealthy yeah. There, there's a wealthy couple who we had met the the wife earlier, or fiance, girlfriend, whoever she is. We had met her earlier in the doctor's office, and she was screaming at him, "Yeah, the contacts aren't right. I hate the way they feel." Blah blah blah. He shows up at their house and rings a little buzzer and says, "Hey, I'm from Doctor So and So's office. I she took the wrong contacts earlier. I got to get there, get her the right contacts." <laughs> so he goes in, um, and he he kills her. He kills him. <laughs> And he takes the eyeballs and we, we, I don't know if they established it yet, but the mom is the one who wants the eyeballs. She's the one. We never get to know why exactly. She just says, we'll take the eyeballs of everyone in this city. Right. And, (laughs) and, and she, she, um, I, I feel like it, it like gave her strength or gave her more power for her hypnosis stuff, but she like tricked him into believing that it would help his, um, retinopathy that would give him his eyesight back or be some kind of cure for everything that he had going on. And this is where the first time, again, spoiler alert. Okay, Josh already said it. I'm going to say it again. Spoiler alert. This is where, for the first time, we get a movie within a movie. And <laughs> we we see an audience all watching this movie. The movie of... Reacting. <laughs> right. And, and they start... You know, there's there's certain members of the audience who are truly panicking and they're having like horrible anxiety. There's uh, Patty, Patty, and I can't remember her friend's name, um, but we follow them pretty closely for the rest of this thing. And then you've got other members of the audience who are who are breathing. Yeah. yeah, they're breathing really heavy and they're struggling, but they're all watching these events take place on the screen. And this is where the movie just got weird. And uh <laughs> How many movies within movies were there? Three? Yeah, four? at least. Because you had them watching this movie, and we realized the audience watching this guy kill these people is watching, they're actually watching a movie called The Mommy. Yeah. And we, we see it from outside the theater, but then our our main character goes to a theater. And yeah, goes to the movie. I, I wanted to ask you something there, because they're watching The Lost World. Yeah. And... I, I watched a German dub of this movie. Were there audio scenes in the cinema? Or was it a silent movie? No, there was your... audio. Okay, because that movie is a silent movie. I own that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was like dinosaur noises and stuff. 
Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I was wondering if maybe that's just a German dub, but no, guess they dubbed it for that movie. Yeah, they must have added in the um in this in in those sounds, I guess, because I've I've never seen the old loss. I mean, I've seen pictures of it and stuff, and seen video clips of it, but I've never actually just sat and watched yeah. it. I've seen it, yeah. um, and, and it was so weird because they're watching this old stop motion dinosaur movie, and the girl is still really scared, and she's like, ah, "I'm freaking out." She's like, "Don't worry, it's just a movie." I'm like, "You can't tell that that's just a movie." So now we're in this theater, though. He's in there with all of these people watching. The Lost World, and you got to remember though. At the same time, there's a whole audience watching this guy in the theater, watching these people watch Lost World, and so there's this, there's there's so many. I mean, you think about Inception levels of like <laughs> meta going on at the same yeah. time, and he starts to slowly sneak his way around the um, the theater, and he's slowly killing people and taking their eyeballs. And yeah, but sneaking is maybe a bit of an overstatement. <laughs> like he's sitting down behind someone, puts a hand over his mouth, kills him, takes the eyes out. No one notices it. Then the the, the, the best scene is after he killed that second guy, after his <laughs> with wife the or something left <laughs> to get the popcorn. And then she comes back with new popcorn, holds it to him, just staring at the screen because, of course, she doesn't want to miss any more of the movie. Holds the popcorn and wonders why he doesn't take any. So the killer behind her takes some popcorn and eats it. <laughs> yeah, he reaches his hand around the dead guy into the popcorn yeah. and throws some in his mouth. <laughs> and... Um, so yeah, he's leaving just, he's slowly kind of working from the back of the theater to the front of the theater, but the whole time you can still hear Zelda Rubenstein in his head. She's doing a, a voiceover for most yeah. of it. And it, we find out as well that Patty can kind of hear the, the voiceover. Yeah. Because she goes to the bathroom because she's really sick after the hypnosis scene that you could see in the theater that that hypnosis scene worked with some of the people that right. got like uh, tired or dowsy or just uh, kind of nervous. But yeah, she she left, went to the bathroom and then there's a guy going to the bathroom, to the ladies bathroom as well. And she kind of thinks it's uh, it's the killer from the movie that he's here in the cinema. Yeah. But we learn <clears throat> that it's not the killer. It's just another killer. Yeah. And Who also, I, I think the hypnosis worked on him because he's talking to the same mother. Yeah. And answering to her. I know. E either that or he is like obsessed with this movie. But you're right. He's he's so now we have another level of movie going on and um, which we'll get to once you get a little bit closer to the end. But he he's killing people with a gun. Like he goes in and the lady says something, which led me to believe that he was a you know fanatical individual. Because she's like, "Oh, you're back again. You've seen this movie so many times." And oh, right, yeah, yeah. To the the concessions girl tells him that. Well, he shoots her, shoots the ticket taker, and then drags them into the bathroom. Um, and the other girls in there, um, she no, the other girl already went back into the cinema, back into her seat. And her friend, she tells her friend, like, I think something's bad. Something's not right. And so her friend goes to check everything out, and she's gone. And now she's hiding because this guy's just dragging bodies into the bathroom. And ugh, this is such a hard movie to describe because there's so many movies going on. And it's weird because they're almost, the events are almost running parallel with one another. Yeah. Both in the cinema, at some point, I think there's like people in both cinemas saying the same things because yeah. there's the there's the killer in both, and 
he's he's locked both doors like the the killer in the movie movie locked the door and the killer in the in the movie we're watching locked the doors right and they can't get out and then uh yeah it's uh, and which is really i mean it was almost scary how close it resembled you know the colorado stuff and yeah. events like this that have have transpired since granted this movie came out a long time before any of those things happened but the idea of being locked in a movie theater with a crazy person who is just hell-bent on, on murdering everybody in there um, is much more relevant now, I think, makes this movie even more relevant than it was <laughs> when, it, when it was released. And, and part of me, I, I'm excited already to watch this movie again <laughs> because I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm supposed to be experiencing. Like, it, there, there, were almost, there was almost some commentary on us as you know, horror movie fans and, and viewers of this, of this type of content. But back to the story, the, the, I'm trying to remember exactly how he got from the bathroom to where he was up on the, on the screen. And the, the son of Zelda Rubenstein in the mommy, in that movie, she tells him, like, you've got to come home. You've got to come home. And he's like, no, I can do it by myself. Like, the hypnosis or something is wearing off. And mm-hmm. he still feels this drive to continue to kill all these people in this movie theater. And again, we're running the parallel story to the guy who is obsessed with the mommy. And But the camera throughout just keeps pulling back from, like, audience to audience. And it's it's really trippy. Like, it really messed with my head. I'm like, where am I? What is going on? Because we'd be watching The Lost World. You'd see the audience watching that. Then the camera would pull all the way back, and we'd see that all on the screen. You would see the audience watching The Lost World on the screen. Then it would pull back again. There'd be another audience watching that, watching The Lost World on the screen. Yeah. So you've got all these weird layers. And then I said it would be awesome to be sitting in a theater, yeah. maybe in the back, watching that. To, to, to get full meta experience. That's, yeah, that that's was, why I would absolutely, I think this would play so beautifully on a big screen because yeah, it, exactly. would, it would lend itself so much to the experience. And we get closer to the end of this movie. We now have the guy who's obsessed with the mommy up on the, he's taken Patty, um, taken her. I think it was Patty. Patty was the one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's taken her hostage he gets up there in front of the lost world and starts shooting people he grabs her but then on the screen behind us uh, behind them we see the mommy still playing so you see zelda rubenstein and her son she's trying now to come to rescue her son this guy's talking to the screen and uh, the the cops show up like a SWAT team shows up and they're all trying to figure out how to take this guy out meanwhile he's shooting a lot of people like he's shooting everybody like you can't leave you can't leave and we see all this taking place on the screen behind him patty's all freaked out patty's crying and we see on in the mommy zelda rubenstein was killed trying to save her son she gets shot down and in his mind the guy who's obsessed with the mommy he like to him she's really dying and he kind of loses his mind about that they end up shooting him and then you get this really bizarre sequence of a knife, you know, almost coming from the screen. And Patty thinks that she gets this scalpel in her because that was the killer's main thing is he had all these scalpels around his legs and, and wrists and yeah. stuff. And I'm pretty sure at one point she has a scalpel in her eye. Yeah, it looked and then like it. Later on, it's like 
it's like the the director actually gave her a scalpel, but then she just takes her hand. They take her hand away, and there's nothing. And she's like, ah, ah no, I got. And uh, then they then we cut to like they all get out, and uh, we get to her in a hospital. And some doctor says she thinks she got a scalpel in her eye. Yeah, it was all in her head. Like the whole thing was in her head. And she, um, he, he tells everyone cause her friend is there and her, it looked like who her parents were there and the mm-hmm. doctor's like, Hey, you know, we gotta just let her rest. She needs sleep more than anything else. I need you all to leave. She just needs to get some rest. And the doctor signs a paper on his way out. If she, you know, has any troubles, just give her this tranquilizer and, and let her rest for the night. And then uh, we see these these pair of shoes that we've seen throughout most of the movie wheeling a cart into a room, and it is our killer from The Mommy. It is the son from The Mommy who's there, and he's there clearly to to take her eyes because we see him do the bubblegum thing. That was a, a big thing throughout the movie, him always putting his gum yeah. in weird places. But we see him um, go into the room, and our final shot is her mouth is is wide open. Uh, she's uh, going to scream or whatever. And this is where the movie really tripped me out, man, because we see that. And then the credits start to roll, but it pulls back. And again, we are in yet another theater with people watching this movie. Yeah, watching the credits, some staying till the end, some getting up already. Yeah, there was one guy who stays all the way to the end, but it was the actual credits from the different movies <laughs> yeah. all all wrapped up into one. And it was so – I feel like even describing this to people, they would still watch it and and it would be it, – it was mind-blowing. And I feel like there's so much more there that I need to unpack, that I need to watch yeah. this, watch this a second time because it was really good. I really yeah. in, enjoyed it. And it's never so much that you feel lost. You feel lost. That I felt lost a little bit at first, but then was kind of able to, okay, this is this movie. This is, this and is, after you get to the end, I think going back to it, you would really be able to see yeah. all the different layers of the different movies. What I liked is um, something that these kind of movies where it's, it goes meta at some point often lose is that in this, The Mummy looks like it's actually a fun movie as well. Yeah. Often often they they have this fun movie to a certain point and after that it then just goes into the meta level so they ignore the movie. But I think you could watch The Mummy on its own and still have fun with right. it. Right. This this meta level makes it like they they shot The Mummy and then shot a movie around it which uh I really like because that uh he actually put thought into this and uh, I think the director said like he made this movie after watching Rear Window uh, because um, that movie is similar in that we are watching someone, the the main character from Rear Window, watching a screen. In this case, not a screen, but like his neighbors. And that's what we have there. And he wanted to kind of do something similar where we're watching someone watching something. Kind of like rubber. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I, I thought a lot about rubber while watching this movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's and he he said that this is about uh, subconscious, uh, like how movies work with your mind on a subconscious level and uh, what they can do to you, right? And a statement on that. So there, there's more to it, and the gore was really good. And I think we should call this movie, uh, this episode, something to do with eyes, because <laughs> in each movie we talked about, there's eyes being right. Out of uh, the head. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
I'll, well, I'll think of something. In one case, out of the ovaries, but <laughs> uh, which is so weird. Um, but yeah, so thank you, Will, um, for even yeah, recommending you, this, and then uh, being so kind as to send a copy over because I'm so happy I watched this, and now that I have a copy to, uh, you know, watch probably many times over again because there there's just a ton here, and I feel like this is a movie people should be talking about more when it comes to good, good horror and just uh, just super cool movies. Um, so anguish. Exactly. Yeah, check out Anguish when you get a chance. It's um, it's very cool. And I did want to get to um, one other thing. We did get an email that I wanted to uh, to read on the show. And before we wrap things up, um, and this came from a friend of the show and uh, someone I've I've talked to. I've actually been on his podcast, uh, My Celluloid Heart. Um, Phil, uh, I call him sometimes Phil. If you listen, if anyone hearing this listens to those movie guys, I do call him sometimes Phil, um, which is so weird because when he started his first show, it was him and a guy named Joe. So it was Phil and Joe, <laughs> <laughs> which was, uh, which is interesting. But he sent us an email and it said, it is titled Watching Some Great Horror. And I'm just going to read through this really quick. It said, Thanks guys for making. For making, I think he meant me, making me jump in feet first on some of these horror movies. I like horror movies, but lately they're only occasionally any good. They're occasionally only occasionally any good horror movies to watch. Well, here's what I watched lately that I've never seen before. And he says, Josh, thanks for recommending The Innocence. It was a cool, ambiguous type movie. Is she, is she crazy? Is the house haunted? Are the kids evil? Who knows? It was a good and atmospheric and a good little suspense thriller for that time. Joe, I hope you watched it. If not, get on it, which I do. Yeah, still Joe, need to get, get on, on it. <laughs> I know. And then he says, Joe, I re or I watched 1977 Suspiria. Wow. Joe, you never steer me wrong. I watched this because of your recommendation, and I heard that the colors in it are amazing. Right away, the colors hit me, and again, wow. Now the music. The score is beautiful and unnerving all at once. I had to turn it down at times because my wife was startled awake and would ask what I was watching. The kills in it were great as well, so different. Because this was great, I will not be watching the remake. Or, or yeah, I will not be watching the remake. LOL. Thanks, guys. P.S. I will write back after I watch Hard Rock Zombies which is next on my list. Um, and he actually sent me a message. I talked to him. Um, he was going to watch Hard Rock Zombies and uh, The Dark Backward, which I don't know if you heard me talk about that on on uh, those movie guys, but you really need to watch that. It, um, it's, it's Bill Paxton, um, Judd Nelson, and uh, James Kahn, Laura Flynn Boyle, um, who else is oh, there? Yeah. Rob Lowe is there for a little that. bit. Yeah. It, I mean, it is, it feels like a David Lynch movie, but a, like a, a eraser had esque David Lynch movie. There is so much weird going on in this movie, Josh. I would not call it a horror movie, but just out of nowhere, you, it's like a weird, really weird future where there's one corporate entity running the world. And for reasons that are never, ever explained, Judd Nelson just starts growing an arm out of his back. Like a, a full a full size human arm. Well, that <laughs> happens. Yeah, I guess so. But it was uh, the dark backward is very cool. It's on Amazon over here. You should see if it's on Prime over there. I'd see if I can find it anywhere. Yeah, because yeah. I think um, I think you you would probably agree with me that it's very Lynchy in 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 nature. It's so bizarre, man. It is it is so bizarre. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so thanks Phil for sending us an email and glad you're, you're getting into some horror. That's kind of why we started doing this thing. 
maybe, you know, just to celebrate horror and then introduce people to some things that they might not have seen before, something that's that's kind of new or hasn't been on their radar. And you look at it, I mean, us, we're learning things along the way. Like, neither of us had seen Anguish, and we're both super excited to watch it. So if you have any, anybody else has any recommendations, please send them in. Always looking for things that that we've never seen before that might be fun to watch. And if you want to get into contact with us, uh, IHOH podcast on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can message us on any of those. We would be uh, very happy to talk to you. Or if you want to send us an email, that's IHOHpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, that Apple podcast rate and review, super important. We love those things. If you can, if you can jump on there, if you haven't yet and leave a review, that would be, that would be wonderful. And uh, you got anything else? Anything else before we wrap up? Uh, no. Keep your eyes safe. <laughs> yeah, keep your eyes safe. Wear wear good eye protection. Get some of them. Uh, some of the good, like uh, the good goggles that can stop stop a blade or something from hitting your eye. Yeah, uh, exactly. All righty. So for the International House of Horrors podcast, I am Joe Merle, and I'm Josh, and we'll be back next week with all things terrible, horrible, brutal, bloody, and the macabre.